the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, are you getting married and are you looking for the ideal venue? Then check out The Legacy on Possum Run by going to TheLegacyOnPossumRun.com. That's The Legacy on possumrun.com. When you get there, you'll be able to see the three beautifully unique spaces that make up the venue. You can check the calendar to see if your special date is open. And by the way, there's no frills and no hiding. Pricing is right there. You can also check out the cool supply closet, the stuff you get for free when you book. So go to the legacy on possumrun.com and see what Ohio couples are raving about. The legacy on possum run, your legacy begins here. Thank you to The Legacy for their support of this station and this program, and uh, I am compensated for their success. So thank you for checking them out, and thank you for tuning in to 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce Hooley on The Bruce Hooley Show. At the end of the last segment, I dove deep into this article, this AP article that talked about Ohioans will vote on issue one and that the campaign is chock full of misinformation. And the problem is the misinformation that they're citing uh, largely tends to be putting a microscope over the people that say, no, this is a bad idea. And so we're going to go through this. In the article, it says the people who are getting abortions later in pregnancy are those who have incredibly heartbreaking situations, either some awful, terrible fetal anomaly that took a while to be diagnosed or some maternal medical condition that puts the mother's life at risk, said May Winchester, a Cleveland-based maternal fetal Medicine specialist sounds official, sounds legit, Uh, but here are some facts you need to consider. The claim that all late-term abortions are medically necessary is false. Most late-term abortions are elective, and even the pro-abortion Guttmacher Institute concluded that most women seeking late-term abortions are not doing so for reasons of fetal abnormality or anomaly uh, or life endangerment. Now, abortionist, as I mentioned earlier, Dr. Martin Haskell, he's the Ohio doctor who performs abortions through 22 weeks there in Dayton, has admitted that 80 percent of partial birth abortions he performed were purely elective. What about the other 20 percent? He claimed they were because the child had a genetic abnormality. Now, I don't know if you've been pregnant and been told by a doctor that your child might have a genetic abnormality and then lo and behold – the child is born without a genetic defect. That's happened to me. Uh, In the article, it says that experts say the idea of abortions, quote, up to birth, end quote, is misleading in itself. Uh, Terminations later in pregnancy involve medication that induces birth early, which is different from surgical abortion. Abortion at the time of birth, it's literally not a thing. According to Sarah Prager, a professor of obstetrics and gynecology at the university of washington she said that to the ap previously before this article a couple of points to consider again ohio doctor martin haskell invented the dilation and extraction method 
known as partial birth abortion. The procedure involved dilating the woman's cervix, then pulling the fetus through it feet first until only the head remained inside using scissors or another sharp instrument. The head was then punctured, the skull compressed, so it too could fit through the dilated cervix. Uh, a suite of bills, House Bill 4949. So by the way, that's going on in Ohio. Uh, a suite of, bill, suite of bills, House Bill 4949 and House Bill 4959, were introduced in September 2023 to implement Michigan's Prop 3. It includes repealing the state's prohibition of partial birth abortion. There's no need to repeal something if you're not going to seek to do it legally. That Prop 3 was funded by Planned Parenthood, just like Ohio Issue 1. Who benefits from abortions? Planned Parenthood. Uh, Coercion. Abusers do not assist their victims, the article says. The idea that an abuser could, by coercing someone to obtain an abortion or to carry a pregnancy to term, somehow be protected or insulated from punishment for that coercion is simply inconsistent with the language of the second provision of the amendment. The person they cited said, I would say this. Um, I think abusers absolutely promote abortions if they're covering over a crime and they're trying to eliminate evidence. Uh, But that's just me. Three out of every five women, though, who have had an abortion report being pressured into it. There are no penalties or even any threat of penalty under this amendment for applying this type of pressure. Now, I don't, not real good at math, but if someone states that it's not happening, three out of five is quite a lot. I think that's about 60%. So that's a real thing. Uh, this has happened in Ohio when a teenage girl became pregnant by her 21 year old soccer coach. He pretended to, t- pretended to be her father in order for her to get an abortion. So it not only happens, it's happened here and it's happened in a way that as a parent, you're probably terrified of. Uh, infanticide, killing of babies. The article states numerous legal experts said the answer to those questions, killing or neglecting a living child, is an emphatic no. Infanticide is already illegal in the U.S., they said, and the amendment doesn't change that. An Ohio legal expert stated that the amendment would legitimize abortion without limits and authorize infanticide on demand. That's a legal expert. Former Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, he's a doctor known for his opposition for any limits on abortion, has advocated for infanticide. So let's stop pretending that there aren't people in public office or were in public office who are not promoting this and championing it because they are. Washington, D.C.'s late-term abortion doctor, uh, Cesar Santangelo, admits to supporting infanticide when babies survive abortions. And five fully formed babies, possible victims of partial birth abortions, were found in connection to his Washington clinic just last year. Infanticide does happen, and when it's legal, it will happen. Otherwise, there would be an exception carved out in the amendment, and there is not. Gender-related health care. The ballot language specifies that it protects reproductive decisions, quote, including but not limited to contraception, fertility treatment, continuing one's own pregnancy, miscarriage care, and abortion. Independent legal experts say it's a stretch to suggest 
That also means gender-related health care. That legal theory has not been attempted in other states. Well, maybe not yet. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. A statement from Megan M. Wold, an Ohio legal expert, former Supreme Court clerk, and former Deputy Solicitor General in the Ohio Attorney General's office, stated this, the list of protected reproductive rights is only illustrative, not a limit. So the language will protect other choices related to reproduction, including transgender treatment. And folks, when you start talking about reproductive health, no one can convince me that if a boy takes puberty blockers or a girl takes hormones, that that does not impact that child's ability to reproduce. And certainly if they lop off a body part, that impacts a child's ability to reproduce. Stop lying. An analysis from legal scholars Carrie Campbell Severino and Frank Scaturro, who you heard on yesterday's town hall, show how the amendment will outlaw restrictions on sex change surgeries because it lists the word individual that doesn't say male, female, adult, minor. So that leaves individual up to the interpretation of a court because it's not defined. And when you couple that with reproductive health, a child getting a surgery absolutely is a reproductive health procedure and it is protected by the amendment because that individual has a right, which, by the way, cannot be interfered with or burdened. That's the other word, burdened. And it's self-executing. So if this passes, this happens right away. Um, We're low on time. We'll come back to this one, but I'll tee it up. Parental consent. The article states that the amendment does not change Ohio's existing parental notification and consent law, which requires minors to have parental permission or a judicial exception in extreme cases in order to get an abortion. We'll tackle that one a little later, um, but spoiler alert. That's not an entirely true statement. We'll give you the truth a little bit later. But up next, we have the Bob France. He'll join us at 1150. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss him. Did you know that if you're vying for that government job, you don't don't have to join the union to get it? Or if you already have a government job, you don't have to pay union dues or be in the union if you don't want to. It's true. Supreme Court said it. And the Freedom Foundation has been working hard to inform people of that fact. If you check out optouttoday.com, you can see how to simply and seamlessly opt out of your union. Save about $1,100 per year in this Bidenomics climate. That's real money. Better yet, you'll cut off funding the head of the progressives their policies in our government and in our schools. So thank you to the Freedom Foundation for supporting this station and this program. And uh, thank you for checking out optouttoday.com. Hey, without further ado, I want to bring him in. He is the Bob France from Always Right Radio. Bob, welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you, sir? I am fantastic, Jack. Good to talk to you, buddy. You as well. Hey, first things first. Uh, <clears throat> the Browns win games. They're, they're, they're not supposed to, like with the 49ers. And then they lose games that they're supposed to win, like the Colts. Well, they actually won that game. Surprise, surprise. Um, but then we still have Massage Watson acting like Brady Quinn says, a trust fund child who has all the money he needs and doesn't need to go to work. Uh, what do you think about the Browns at this point in the season? You want me to be honest with you? Please do. 
Um, I don't care, and I don't watch. Very, very rarely do I watch anymore. It's um, it, it's 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 my one vice. The game of football. Um, typically, if I find something that I find so abhorrent to be as woke as the NFL is, I, like I have not stepped foot in a Target. Uh, I will not touch a Bud Light. There are things that I will do on principle. Um, the NFL is like that to me, and so I have sworn off of the NFL. Occasionally, I will peek in because I've been watching football at all levels for 50 years. Uh, I'm a massive fan literally since I was five, and it's very hard for me to look away from something I've enjoyed for so long. But the woke NFL has, has me so turned off. Uh, same thing with the NBA. I haven't been to an NBA game in four years. Um, I, I'm so turned off by a Jack that I don't study it closely enough to really, really tell you what I think about this win or that loss because um, I, I've, I've just made a stand. And uh, like I said, occasionally I'll, I'll peek because I've been in that habit for so many decades. But, uh, but I couldn't offer you a qualified, competent analysis of it right now because I don't care. That's, that's fair. And, you know, I think what bothers me and maybe bothers others, uh, the NFL, the NBA, they're kind of like politicians. They never admit that they were wrong. Now, if a player in that league does something wrong, we, they expect a full apology. They, they'll do an investigation and they'll deliver some facts. But I, I haven't seen the NFL say, hey, we're sorry we supported this Marxist organization that burned and looted and murdered people. Uh, and we're sorry that they're standing up for the people who slaughtered uh, Israelis, uh, but I digress there. Hey, let's move on to the speaker, new speaker, well, Mike don't Johnson. Don't digress too much because you, that's not too much of a digression because you're right. Those are some of the things that have me so livid and have me so, you know, sworn off it. I'm not going to promote their product. I'm not going to get on the air and talk about their product. I'm not going to help them uh, profit from, uh, you know, from what they do because of some of the reasons you just made, that you just named. So I'm glad you said it. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. Uh, Mike Johnson, I just talked with um, Congressman Jim Jordan about Mike. And uh, I want to get your take. You've you've talked about it on air. You've talked to Congressman Jordan. You've talked to some other uh, decision makers. How do you see this playing out? Do you think this was a guy who was just kind of in the weeds a little bit that people weren't paying attention to? And, and now all of a sudden we have a great speaker? Or do you think this is McCarthy 2.0? Well, I, I, I don't think he's McCarthy 2.0, but I also don't know that he's going to be a great speaker. I wanted it to be Speaker Jim Jordan, but, um, you know, obviously it wasn't. The fact that Jim Jordan likes him so much and wholeheartedly endorsed him uh, after his own bid fell short, um, it makes me feel good. But to be truthful, Jack, it, it, I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make, whether it's McCarthy or it was Jordan, whether it's McCarthy or now that it is Johnson, because I am still, you know, uh, just a slave to the numbers. It's a five-seat majority, for crying out loud. One speaker is going to have to pull moderate, moderates and rhinos together with conservatives like the Freedom Caucus somehow to get every one of them to agree on passing individual appropriations bills, budget items, uh, agreement on aid packages, and, and, and uh, finding a way to deal with our border and all of these things. And it's going to be very, very difficult to do when you only have a five-seat majority and you need all of them. If we had what we should have had, which is a 30- to 40-seat majority, you don't need every Republican to agree, and you can get great things done. But we don't have that. And even if he does, Mike Johnson pulls them together, anything they agree upon is going to get shut down by the Democrat-led Senate anyway. Mm-hmm. So to me, I don't know if it was worth going through the trials and the trauma that we just did to remove McCarthy when the numbers don't change. The speaker does, the numbers don't. And, uh, you know, the other big part of being a speaker is being a fundraiser. And to my understanding, Kevin McCarthy was a phenomenal fundraiser, tireless, 
traveled the country trying to raise the millions necessary for us to keep the majority in all of these congressional races. And Mike Johnson is not a proven fundraiser. So that remains to be seen. Yeah. You know, sometimes the curtain gets pulled back and you get a glimpse. And I think with Jim Jordan's race, I alluded to this. He was a lot more kind and civil than I was. But we found out who the rhinos are and we found out who really hates the idea of cutting spending, which, by the way, that should be a priority when you have the debt and deficit that we have. It'll be interesting to see if the, you know, the handful of people who worked in, in juiced opposition to Jim Jordan will have consequences uh, the next primary season. But to your point about fundraising, I've been talking to some Washington, D.C. insiders, and I think that's the concern. And do you still share it, which is this? There are a lot of Republicans that are pretty perturbed right now that Jim Jordan isn't the guy they might like. Uh, Mike Johnson, but are they going to be able to raise funds? What I was told is uh, Donald Trump is going to have to make it rain and his people are going to have to come out and pour money into the coffers or it could be an ugly 2024. Do you see it that way? I think there's some truth to that. And I think we have a real legitimate reason to be concerned about that because Donald Trump is going to need to pour a ton of money into his own campaign as well. And uh, his people are going to be much more concerned about that than they are coattail riding, if there are any coattails to be found at all uh, to do that. But I want to go back to what you said about the debt. And you're right about that, that the debt spending is a huge, huge issue here. And I'm, and I'm certainly hopeful that, uh, you know, they're, they're willing to address that. But again, how many days away are we now from the extension, the punt that McCarthy did that eventually sealed his state, which is the agreeing to the continuing resolution on the budget deal. Uh, and once that comes to an end, we're back to square one there. Will Mike Johnson let the government be shut down or will he also agree to a continuing resolution if we have the stalemate we are going to have with the Democrat controlled Senate? We're still going to be in the same boat. How much spending will the Democrats agree to cut? How many uh, concessions will the Republicans give in in order to make that happen? I don't know that that changes, when, and we'll see what Mike Johnson thinks. Yeah, I think we're going to learn real quick. Is, is he a guy that has a spine that can stand up against it? Uh, you know, the other thing is, too, and we've only got, I guess, about a minute here. It only takes one vote to vacate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know that, that we would be that stupid to do it again, but I mean, that could be the consequence if he doesn't stand up. There are really angry people who say, no, enough is enough. I'm tired of the omnibus yeah. bills. I'm tired of the spending. I'm tired of the recklessness. It's got to stop. I don't think that that's necessarily a zero possibility going forward. Do you? No, I, I don't either, Jack. And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I was convinced that that was only put in place. It was demanded in January by Matt Gates because he knew he wanted to eventually pull the rug out from underneath Kevin McCarthy. I can't believe they're going to do that to future speakers as well. It makes no sense to go from two thirds of the majority to motion to vacate uh, to, uh, to a motion to vacate to just one member. Um, and I cannot believe I don't believe that if Jim Jordan would have been the speaker, that he would have agreed to be the speaker under those terms. He would have wanted it to go back to the other way. I don't know why they're still doing it now. Uh, well said. Uh, and that's why we love him. He is the Bob France, always right radio. Bob, thanks for spending time with us uh, this morning. I appreciate always you, brother. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Hey, stay tuned to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, Jack Windsor back with you on the other side of this break. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.